Hello, once again, everyone. Uh, this is Carlton Schwab. Uh, today, we've got another edition of Conversations with Carlton. Um, Amy Swank doing her usual good job behind the controls today. Uh, but we're really, really excited about having one of our past chairs with us today, Ray Covey. Ray Covey was our chair um, in 2011, our 50th anniversary year. And Ray's one of those guys that has really, really contributed a lot to the TEDC over the years, probably chaired every committee that um, he was, in. certainly if he wanted to chair it, he chaired it and has contributed uh, a tremendous amount and shared a lot of his knowledge uh, with all of the, the, the folks that he's come in contact with over the years. So. Ray, welcome to today's podcast. We're really, really uh, uh, happy to have you and look forward to our conversation. Hey, thank you, Carlton. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, uh, I'm so happy to talk about TEDC and economic development, one of my favorite subjects. Well, Ray, um, you, uh, you, you had a long career in economic development, um, working for um, Central Power and Light and AE, which of course became AEP. Tell us um, how you got into economic development and, uh, you know, tell us, tell us about your journey. Absolutely, Carl, thanks. It's, uh, it's always a fun story to hear this, uh, this subject from economic developers because so many of them uh, get to economic development all sorts of ways and I'm a great example of that. So if you think back to my college years uh, at a and I had a professor, uh, I was in the ag engineering department. It was called, uh, uh, my interest was mechanized agriculture, believe it or not. And uh, that was my undergraduate degree of ag systems management now, but you learned a lot about electricity and um, just a variety of things. You got to take tractors apart, put them back together, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. A lot of hands-on, a lot of labs, but important to this story is that uh, I had uh, one professor that had connections with CPNL, and he said, you need to go interview with them. And so uh, somewhere before graduation in August of 82, uh, I, I made the journey down there, uh, visited with a uh, gentleman by the name of Bruce Miller, who was uh, very involved in economic development for years before he retired. And, and, uh, and he offered me the job, uh, which was not in economic development in the marketing department in those days, electric utilities did everything from uh, uh, support of course, the, the, the business itself by promoting all electric, uh, either residential or commercial. So we would go out and work with uh, companies to get, uh, for example, Whataburger and others to go all electric uh, so that we could, uh, of course, earn more money, right? Uh, sell more kilowatt hours. And so uh, that's how it all started is uh, going to work for Central Power and Light. And, and sooner or later, because really, if you think about the utilities back then, um, they were very involved in, in the community. Uh, many times we had ownership in the uh, industrial 
uh, foundations, the parks uh, we had ownership in. In fact, when I went to work and started in economic development, I over had a chance to oversee some of those contracts where we still had ownership uh, in some of those uh, industrial parks and, and, and so forth back then. And so from a marketing journey, uh, initially, uh, commercial, industrial, food service, agricultural uh, marketing, we would do pump tests for, for municipal utilities where we would actually uh, check various aspects of, uh, of the water system and uh, do <laughs> grain dryer uh, calculations, irrigation, uh, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. And uh, eventually uh, made it to economic development, which is uh, where Bruce Miller, who hired me, actually transitioned to economic development and, and, uh, and hired me uh, into that posi position uh, early in my career. So I've been involved in economic development, certainly community development since I went to work for the company in 82. You know, Ray, um, I will never forget uh, early on in my tenure, maybe a month into the job when we were still over on Congress, and I, I did not know you at that time. I, I, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to know a lot of people in the TDC, having had a brief stint in economic development here, and then of course working for Fannis. Um, when I was living in in Chicago, would bring me to Texas every now and then. So I, I had this, um, I guess, built-in advantage that I knew people, but I did not know you. And I will never forget it. And um, you called me one day, uh, just out of the blue, hey, this is Ray Covey. And you were so kind to me and so welcoming to me in your own way that, um, you know, I hung up and it was like, man, I got to get to, re I really got to get to know this guy. And then, and then, of course, you know, you had already established yourself as a leader in the TDC. And, you know, it was, it was only a matter of time before you, you know, not only were you on the board, but you got in the rotation and you, you did all of that in, in uh, you know, those, most of those early years for me. So I just wanted to thank you for being so kind and for reaching out to me uh, at that time when I was still trying to meet all these people, folks like yourself. Well, Carlton, you have a wonderful memory. Uh, <laughs> those, that's a lot of water under the bridge, no doubt. But, uh, I, you know, you're a special kind of person and, and have been a tremendous uh, leader for TEDC. And, and uh, you know, you're one of those gods that came from uh, the site selection community that, that we worship, right? And, uh, and so it was uh, pretty special to finally get a chance to meet one of those people and that, that happened to be you to start off with. Well, Ray, uh, I've been out of the business so long, man, I can't play that card anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, what a great background for what you're doing and, and for the profession as a whole though uh, it's a great start well so once you got going in in um I, uh, I know that when when i started here all these many years ago you were already like uh you you were running uh, you had a staff 
that was spread out around the state. And I, I remember, uh, you know, you were always uh, between Corpus and Abilene and all points in between. Um, bring us bring us up to speed on, you know, getting into it early on. And then how did you get to, um, you know, leading a group of people around the state and, and then uh, take that a step further how did you uh, get into the leadership of the of the TEDC, at least uh, prior to to when I got here in early 1999? You bet. Well, <laughs> again, the operating companies under Central and Southwest Corporation, who was the holding company, uh, was the W2U, West Texas Utility, uh, Central Power and Light Company, PSO, Public Service of Oklahoma, and SWEPCO. Southwest Public Service Company out of Shreveport. And the focus for me and my team, I was able to build a team of magnificent individuals, unique, just like economic developers of today, very unique and a lot of them type A type people. But I had 13 or so people at one time around the state and if you think about it, we went all the way up to Vernon, all the way out to Presidio, Marfa, Abilene, San Angelo, uh, down the border, Del Rio, down all the way to Laredo, uh, Rio Grande Valley, Brownsville. Uh, although we didn't serve Brownsville uh, retail, we did uh, from a wholesale perspective or, or wheeled power to them. And uh, up to uh, up the coast to, to really Bay City, uh, is where we went to with Victoria and Port Lavaca, Port O'Connor and those those communities, and then Corpus Christi uh, and, and other towns in between. <clears throat> Sorry if I missed somebody, but uh, it it was uh, it's a great team of people. It was wonderful. Um, we over time uh, the company merged West Texas and Central Prime Light together. I became the director of economic development. We had some folks that were already very involved like Bill Kyle and, and Amando Soto and, and, uh, and others that were very entrenched in the uh, TDC uh, back then or TIDC and uh, John Crutchfield uh, is one of them. And so as we merged that together, that became my team. And then uh, like a lot of things uh, at big corporations, we uh, decided that Gee whiz, we don't need marketing anymore. We don't need economic development. And it, uh, it transitioned and, and, and slowly shrank to, uh, and some of it had to do with deregulation where we didn't have the same latitudes that we had when we were fully integrated utility. So we uh, actually shrank the department. And it, at one time it was just me. Uh, we were able to, uh, to broaden that a little bit over time. Uh, had Bruce Miller that came in, who's actually a, a general manager for a, a co-op, a uh, great young man, a co-op up in uh, Kansas. But as we moved away from a lot of the traditional things that we did uh, in marketing and economic development and some of the other things that the utilities were involved in years ago, um, we focused more on uh, being able to do things positively at the state level and with just one person it it was necessary to uh, to use 
other people that didn't work for the company to achieve our goals. And that was to grow the communities that we served. And so uh, to do that, TEDC, there's just, there's absolutely no organization in the state or really around the country that is, is as valuable as TEDC is to bring together uh, community people, economic development professionals, uh, all the stakeholders you need to get the job done from the state level all the way down regionally and, and locally. And so it, it became uh, really imperative to be a part of that organization. And that's why uh, uh, I became more and more involved in that and, and put resources toward that. Do I don't know off the top of my head, um, do, do you remember when you first got on the board, right? <laughs> no, no, yeah. I don't. Okay. Uh, I mean, in I fact, can... when I had a, well, when I had a team of people, uh, Bill Kyle in particular, and and, and my, Amando Soto and others, I saw more value in them being involved on the board. Uh, I really wanted them to to grow from the experience and, and be a part of it rather than myself. Uh, so when I, when we downsized, it was just me. Uh, that's when I. I started uh, getting more involved, uh, certainly on the committees and so forth. I would, I would be a part of that, but I really wanted my team to, to, uh, to be the ones that, that moved up the ladder and, and, uh, and became, you know, some of the leaders of uh, TEDC. But yeah, I do not remember when it was a long time ago. Yeah. I, I, I just threw out, I, I didn't expect you to, um, um, who were some of your, um, who were the some who, who were some of our members or other professionals that had an influence on you um, in in economic development? I know you've had an influence on lots of people. Who were who were some of the the, the folks as you moved through your career um, that that influenced you? Absolutely. You know, I I was stationed in Corpus Christi for the majority of my tenure at. Uh, AEP or CPNL or WTU, and AEP Texas is what we called it, and still do. Um, primarily, Rabbit Trail. Uh, we sold the names WTU and CPNL, so we had to think of something else that became AEP Texas. But uh, mentors. Uh, so John Crutchfield uh, is still in economic development out in Colleen. I think he's phasing himself out. Uh, much to the chagrin of leadership out there, I'm sure. Uh, but John Crutchfield was uh, no doubt a mentor of mine uh, in economic development and as a, as a just a, a friend and, and a boss at times, but uh, just an amazing individual. Uh, Brody Allen, Brody Allen was the economic development individual at, uh, they called it so many different names over the years, but the CCREDC, but the Corpus Christi Economic Development Team, you know, we merged it uh, with the chamber one time, then it, uh, then it separated and merged and separated. And uh, anyway, Brody was very involved back in the day and uh, just a super individual. Uh, again, Bruce Miller with the eight with CPNL uh, was very involved in, in so many different activities at the community level. Uh, and before we got on the line, I asked you the question because I couldn't remember his name, but uh, Bill Price, 
was a chairman of TEDC, TIDC in 1967. Bill Price was a vice president uh, in uh, engineering at Central Power and Light Company. And so he was actually still active in the company when I started in 1982. And so you, uh, you have the ability to kind of imprint on some of those folks that are in leadership. And I certainly paid attention to them. Um, just amazing people. And, and somebody that's still involved in so many different things is Rick Rhodes. Rick, Rick is, uh, oh golly, I just, it's, he's hard to describe. He's just uh, one of a kind and, and has done more for rural Texas than anybody I know. Uh, just a super guy. And, uh, and so, I, I mean, just, all along my career, I can think of people who I came in contact with, uh, including yourself, uh, that really made a difference. Uh, you know, Lori was out there in the high ground and just managing uh, a, a huge territory. Uh, we just got folks all over that uh, it attracts, I think, the best and the brightest uh, into the profession. You know, it's really interesting. Um... That, that you said that as big as our state is, as large as the TDC is, just we're bumping up at 900 members now. It is amazing how we all know each other or at a minimum know of each other. Uh, that's, that, that's the thing that uh, just is so wonderful to me. And uh, I had, uh, I was thinking about your relationship to Rick I'm guessing it goes back uh, even prior to, um, you know, his involvement in Sweetwater, I would guess you would have known about even prior to him uh, going to work for Governor Perry and, and leading the state economic development efforts. Absolutely. Golly. Uh, and, you know, what a, what a great legacy with his son, uh, Craig, working in economic development. It's, it's, uh, it's great to see. Of course, I have a little bit of that going on in my family too with Lindsay. So, it, it's you know it's a profession that you know people like myself come home and talk about it, and uh, some people get bored to tears when they <laughs> when they hear about uh, what happens at work. But there's so many interesting things that happen in economic development, the people you run across, and the deals you're involved in that uh, are pretty captivating. So it it is. Uh, it's infecting uh, all sorts of uh, families like myself and, and Rick. So. Well, y'all, y'all are prime examples of, you know, where this business has gotten into your blood and you can't, and, and you can't get away. I, I, I had a three year hiatus from um, economic development, uh, self-imposed, but um at, at some point early on during that three years away, I realized that I, I needed to figure out a way to get back. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, uh, fortunately, I, you know, I was able to do that because, you, you know, for better or worse, and I know you and I've talked about this, and I know you're a, you drive all over the state of Texas. And, and, you know, I can't, I can't go drive into a town without uh, looking at them from an economic development standpoint. I just can't, it's a, it's a disease I can't get rid of. I can't just go through a town 
you know, and stop at a stop at a Whataburger, for example, and then not think about anything else. I when I go to a town, I'm thinking about economic development, community development, downtown development, all of the things that we're involved in. And I'm sure you you suffer from that disease as well. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you go, what? you pull into a town, you go, why are they not paying attention to this? Uh, yeah. You know, I was reading read something the other day uh, that somebody wrote and it said, when it comes to our cities, everyone talks about marketing, but nobody uh, talks about product development, right? And so uh, somebody put that out on, uh, it might've been Jim Gibson, but it, it was one of those things where you're exactly right. You drive through town and go, man, why don't they clean this up or what, you know, it's it's amazing at at stuff i mean i look at electric lines too right and i go how come they can't just fix that one hole that's leaning to the right you know so uh, you, you i never you can't i never thought about that you're afflicted with that disease <laughs> yeah absolutely but uh yeah no better business to be in than economic development because it touches so many aspects of of uh, the economy, shoot, man, if you're in a community that you are able to travel globally uh, and everything's connected, it's, it's starting to be a little disconnected right now. And it's gonna be very intriguing to see where that goes in the future. But um, it, it's just amazing what you are able to, to do. Uh, I was just talking to somebody on the way up here. I'm headed to Taylor uh, where magnificent things are going on. Uh, thanks to Samsung and, and leadership there, but you know it it's uh, it's it's one of those type of professions that make you aware of things that that somebody working in other jobs aren't aware of. You know what's happening in yeah. Ukraine or what's happening in Germany, and, and all those kinds of things affect. Uh, our business that affect what we do and our ability to uh, get on the road and and uh, and try to to get industry to move to our community. So it, it's it's a very unique uh, very unique profession. Or that we have to explain that something happened to our uh, to a, a a company in our community that that may not have had anything to do with what we were doing. You know that it might be related to a decision in Tokyo or Paris or London or New York. Um, just be, and, and because of that, we have to be ever vigilant uh, in order to make sure we keep growing, keep expanding. And um, with the understanding that, uh, you know, uh, companies grow and develop and mature and change and perhaps die just like we do. And uh, that's one of the reasons we've got to be in this business and be ever vigilant about it and be, be in it 100% of the time. Yes, I was talking to Dick Messberger on the way up here and, and uh, he was in Kingsville for many years and did uh, economic development uh, on a shoestring really. Uh, you know, he didn't have sales tax money and he was even before uh, sales tax. He, he came from, he was a principal and, and uh, at a, uh, one of the, schools down there and got into economic development but one of the things that he used to to sell was uh, inexpensive labor uh 
and back then it was cut and sew, right? Uh, they were they were coveting uh, that industry down there, and of course it went away. And you know we lost that in Robstown and, and some of our communities where we had those sewing operations. So it's ever dynamic. It it changes. Uh, probably what's occurring right now is a big example of that. I can't wait to 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 hear more about how uh, this this whole uh, economy is going to shift uh, and some of this foreign direct investment is going to be uh, going to look different uh, in the future. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's, a, it's a scary time for the world, but uh, I, I think what you're saying and what I'm thinking is they're going to, there's, there's going to be some really new economic development dynamics occurring and I think we figured out a number of years ago already that, um, you know, uh, that that the NAFTA um, or now USMCA uh, not only has it had a beneficial, uh, tremendously beneficial uh, impact on Texas, but it's only going to continue as industry comes back to the North America. In the Western Hemisphere, and uh, I think it's exciting, and, and it, I think we're going to see a lot of opportunities related to that in Texas, don't you? Yeah, I guess the the, the current mantra is uh, instead of just in time, it's just in case, right? And so yeah, yeah, reshoring <laughs> and, and uh, multiple locations and all that. My biggest concern, I guess, is the raw products and and some of the you know the, the things that we can't get here on our uh, in the United States or on this continent, that's my biggest fear because it can disrupt some of the industries that are growing right now. Uh, the, the uh, you know, Tesla and, uh, and, and the competitors and, and the batteries and all that technology depends, uh, even, uh, you know, TI and Samsung and everybody else are dependent on, on uh, elements and materials that come from other parts of the world. So, you know how that plays out because uh, some of these countries that some of these raw products come from aren't friendly uh, to us and right we'll just have to see we'll just have to see how that that turns out somehow markets take care of themselves and and uh, and it'd be quite interesting to watch over time well and you know something just occurred to me the last 10 minutes of our conversation uh, you know, we both get so excited about the impact one can have in economic development. The 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 that every day is unique, and that it's a great place to learn. Which uh, reminds me of the fact: no wonder uh, we all, all all of us in the in the economic development world get so offended when people say, "Oh man, this stuff just happens," right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's another conversation I had recently about how coveted the position is until you get entrenched in in the uh, activities you have to be involved in with boards, with commissions, with uh, sometimes raising money or, or managing upward, uh, you know, whatever it might be, uh, you know, spending hours working on a project that decides not to come 
uh, to your community. It's it sounds great and wonderful and glorious, especially if you you know have a chance to travel internationally and that really cool stuff. Uh, it is work. It is no doubt work, and and there are times when you cry and other times when you laugh, but it's uh, it's still wonderful. I mean, heck, um, you know, I left uh, AEP after 38 wonderful years and ended up working for a family that um, I'm basically doing economic development uh, in a different format, but uh, trying to tell the, uh, the owners where the puck's going to be, right? So where's the growth? Where's the where's, uh, next opportunity for investment? Uh, and, and of course, Texas is no better place than Texas to be, uh, to, to be investing money and, uh, and generating wealth. It's just, uh, uh, it's a magnificent state and uh, the opportunities are, are limitless. Even, even today with everything that's going on, uh, you know, we've got so much to look forward to in, in Texas. And, uh, and so that is kind of an example of how you can take your skills that you develop in economic development, economic development and they transcend into a variety of, I mean, we have folks that leave and become city managers or, or mayors or, you know, Rusty Brockman's a great example, um, just giving back to the communities that we serve. Uh, it's a great stepping stone to all sorts of things. Well, it is. And um, you touched on uh, a little bit uh, about your life after CPNL slash AEP. Tell us, tell us a little bit more. I think our listeners would love to hear about your history uh, with Whataburger. And, uh, and what you're doing now. I think it's fascinating. Well, Whataburger is uh, one, of those, uh, one of those names that always crops up when you think about Texas. I, uh, over the years, I've been very close to the, the family that uh, founded Whataburger and never thought I would be working with or for them. Uh, but uh, the opportunity did arise when uh, AEP was trying to make some fourth quarter earnings. So this select group of us, like Mark James, his boss, uh, those of you who've have, uh, been to EDI and, and other things that he's taught, uh, Mark James is another great leader that uh, has impacted uh, the profession, still continues to do so. Anyway, he and I left uh, at the same time. I transitioned into... Uh, which is a startup really, uh, whenever the family sold majority interest in Whataburger uh, founding family, they, uh, we call it moving across the trees because the headquarters for Whataburger is just right, right across the parking lot. But uh, the, uh, the Dobson family uh, continued to focus on Texas and, and investments in Texas. And of course they're known for their philanthropic uh, focus as well. Uh, the offer was extended and I moved over to work with them in a, in a way to, uh, it's an economic development, economic business development title, but I get a chance to work uh, with various communities. And also, as I mentioned before, trying to uh, assess where the puck's going to be. So I get to do a lot of 
demographic work to understand where the millennials are moving and why and and where the investments are going to uh, to be currently and in the future um, because that's that's where we need to have our focus in addition to our traditional areas uh, that, that we kind of grew up in uh, in Texas so we're we're very focused on Texas very committed to Texas and um, and you can tell by our investment portfolio that, that, that we are. And to be involved with this family and the leaders in this family, we, we consider ourselves a, a 72 year old startup. So um, one of the, call, one of the uh, pillars uh, of our organization is called 8850. Uh, and so that is the day that Harmon Dobson founded Whataburger. And and opened his first Whataburger. So that's really kind of a, a part of our organization that takes care of family needs. And, and I'm in the, uh, the Los Aguilas uh, enterprise piece, uh, Aguilas, however you want to say it. Um, and that's, uh, of course, that means the Eagles. And, and we are focused on real estate transactions and taking care of our current portfolio uh, that we own property and, and lease out property and that sort of thing. And then we have a philanthropic piece that I'm not uh, involved in, but, it, but they've always been so generous to the communities. Uh, you know, recently they've given money uh, down in Corpus Christi for aircraft uh, mechanic training. Uh, we've done a lot with food banks and, and, uh, and various uh, important projects, uh, USO and other things. So uh, it's a tremendously wonderful company and, and I'm extremely fortunate to have landed in this spot uh, with people I care about and they care about me. So it's, uh, it's fun, but it all, it all comes back uh, to, well, to making connections, obviously. Um, I, got, I had a chance to, to meet the Whataburger people when I was working for uh, the company and doing um, uh, national account work. Uh, so I, did economic development, I paused for a little while, created a national account program at the utility, and then got back into economic development. It all ties together uh, though very nicely. I mean, right now, uh, many of our members are at the ICSC, right? So they're, they're focused on uh, shopping centers and, and commercial uh, and, and, and restaurants and that sort of thing in their community to generate sales tax. So uh, that's what, obviously Whataburger does in, in the communities they're in. You know, Ray, that, that job was made for you. You know, I mean, with all your connections and, and your passion, uh, not only for the company and your relationships to the founders, and uh, it's just such a great job for you and such a, such a wonderful transition from a long career in corporate America, um, you know, I think I think you know this too uh, that it's 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 not always uh, it's not always a smooth transition for you know all of us that are getting to that age uh, where we begin to ask you know what's next on our journey and wow this is this you've made one of the best uh, uh, late late career moves. I've, I've seen in, in, uh, again, congratulations. And I know you're having a lot of fun at it too. Oh man, it's, uh, 
there's nothing like working with people that you love and 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 care about and, and know that they're uh, such a caring group of people themselves. Uh, it's it's fantastic. And you know what? The other fun fact is that there are people who have moved into either retirement um, or hung out their shingle, <laughs> um, you know, to be independents. Uh, you know, Amanda and and uh, and others that you just can't. You have to stay in touch with. So you can't stop communicating with them. You know, it's, there's exactly. little things that crop up. And uh, you give them a call and say, ah, how'd you handle this? And that's what's so great about the profession, Carlton. You've kind of alluded to it, but, you know, people talk to each other. They share ideas. They, even though they're competitors sometimes, uh, you know, get some of your, your, your best information from, you know, people like Adrian Kennedy and Nancy Wyndham, Misty Mayo, and, and uh, you know, all these outstanding economic development professionals that are out there. Uh, and I can just keep naming them uh, and many of them on your board that, uh, that I've had a, the pleasure of working with. It's, it's, it's the greatest thing uh, I've ever been involved in. Well, we're lucky. We're, we're lucky that we found economic development or you know, economic development found us. And uh, <laughs> I, that's right. You know, I, just want to um, we're we're uh, getting getting along in our usual sort of time frame here. I, I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on um, you know the TDC more broadly speaking. Um, you know where where you think we're going to go? What you think maybe we ought to do? Um, just just in general, you've had such an amazing impact. I mean, if you think about all your years, TDC is 60 years old. You've been in economic development or at least close to it for 40 years. So you've seen a lot, you've seen a lot of changes. Um, just curious about what you think, uh, where, the, where, where the profession is going, where the organization is going, um, and, and uh, you, you know, how, how you think, um, we we change over time. Now that's a that's a long question, and I'll give you a, an hour and a half to complete that. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a cliff note version. Okay. So okay. I like to tell, I like to tell the story when I worked for, went to work in economic development for Central Fire and Light Company. Bruce Miller uh, said uh, he says what you need to do, and coming out of college, think how wonderful this is. He says, what you need to do is go buy you a portable bar. And, uh, and because when you go out and show properties, uh, and, and we really, as a utility, were the ones that were doing that back then. We were the ones that were involved in the transactions and, and showing property and, and, and marketing around the United States and that sort of thing uh, with the state chamber and you name it. So uh, yeah, go buy you a, a portable bar. You know, that's with a little jigger and you know, you're, whatever drink you want in there. And uh, he says, because after you show property, uh, you'll go back to the hotel and you want to have a highball, as they call it, right? Uh, a drink with the, uh, with the client and, uh, and learn, you know, kind of soak in everything that uh, they were able to see and learn during that period of time. And so things have changed somewhat over the years, uh, no doubt. 
<laughs> what you see. Uh, some some has changed, some's the same. But um, <laughs> coming out of college, go buy you a bar, go buy you a portable bar. What a great country! What a great job I had. But uh, <laughs> but you know what's really changed for me is it was really kind of an all male. Uh, profession almost back then. Uh, Nancy, of course, Wyndham was involved early on and uh, one of the few females that were involved. But now you see, uh, you know, I haven't taken count, but when I go to DC, I see almost or probably more females than males. And and, and so, uh, and that's the way, it, well, what it what it should look like is, is uh, just a, a mix of, of everybody, you know, and, and that's what we have. Uh, representing uh, TEDC and the communities that we serve. Uh, the, uh, the changes I see are the fact that you do have to pay attention. You have to be a, a great communicator. You, you have to uh, be, uh, I call it situational aware. So you need to know what's going on at your local level, uh, but also statewide and, and, and nation wide and, and worldwide you know so you're much more worldly than you ever were uh, before you have to be well read you have to be a continuous learner uh, and and you know one lady that i was reading uh, she was uh trying to remember what her position was uh, but she led one of the big companies and uh Anyway, she's, it was PepsiCo, CEO of PepsiCo. And uh, she said, pay attention to people in leadership uh, two levels above you and watch, watch how they interact. And, and I think a lot, a lot of that's true. I mean, you think about, um, let's just take Adrian Canada uh, in, in Temple and the leadership that he has in place with his board. And this is true throughout boards in the state of Texas, but you have people who are wildly successful and, and have been able to uh, generate wealth and do things for the community. Uh, I think it's incumbent on the economic developer to pay attention uh, to those folks and understand uh, how they behave and how they interact and, and learn from that. You know, it's kind of the, the Warren Buffett on a smaller level, but uh, you just have to be uh, very aware. And, and again, I can't overemphasize the fact that, that you have to be a continuous learner. It's changing so rapidly that uh, technology uh, and the way we communicate, uh, you know, uh, there's some younger people out there that really have it figured out uh, in terms of social media and a lot of those things, but that's even changing. Uh, at a rapid pace. Heck, Elon Musk wants to set up his own, own uh, social media platform now, it sounds like. So, uh, you know, you, you, have to, you have to keep learning. And again, one of, the, uh, one of the most beautiful things about our world and our profession is, is that very fact. Uh, if you are a curious person and if you are a life learner, and I know you, uh, I know Ray, you and I have talked about that a lot. You, you certainly are. I'm, not long after I met you, 
I think you were in two two different master's degree programs. So uh, it was uh, it was certainly of interest to you, and uh, it 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 truly is 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 one of the coolest things about what we do. Every day is different. Um, there's no day um, at all uh, like the previous one or the next one for that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, TEDC has has morphed over the years. The the uh, content that you are able to get at uh, at the, the three meetings during the year uh, are, are very uh, valid, very important. Uh, the peer group roundtables, I think, are an opportunity to share some great information. The networking itself is invaluable. Uh, that to me is is one reason that I'm still involved. That's the one place. Uh, that, you know, efficiently uh, and economically, I can meet with these business leaders from around the state, these uh, thought leaders in economic development. And, and I think in terms of content, you guys do a wonderful job of, of, of putting that together, working with the board members and so forth. Uh, but, but I would encourage membership if, if they see a gap or see an opportunity for something that's uh, that's emerging, that's going to be important or is important uh, that we haven't had in the programming to, to give you a call, uh, give Amy a call, give somebody uh, that information so that it can be tied into future meetings because you guys are always looking for content that's relevant. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Great, great suggestion. And, and we're, um, you know, we're, we're grateful that, that people uh, contact us and, you know, we, it's, it's funny that um, even though we, we have great participation, the, the pit in our stomach, uh, as far as uh, the next event, when we get home from uh, the most recent one is, hey, we got to, <laughs> we got to get on that agenda, you know, we got, <laughs> and uh, so uh, it, it does keep us uh, motivated. And, and in fact, Amy and I were talking about the event in Corpus Christi, you know, coming up, um, you know, we got a few holes to fill yet. Uh, and we're, we're generally anxious until all the holes are filled. So <laughs> we, we want to yeah, do it. Well, you know, you just, uh, you just had an announcement down there. That's just another magnificent announcement. Who, who thought about projects uh, in my early days being billions of dollars of capital investment, but uh, now we're talking B's uh, instead of M's, and the uh, Exxon Savic uh, Gulf Coast Growth Ventures just had their their uh, opening ceremony. So, it you know maybe you can get those folks to talk about their journey. But it's oh golly, it's Pretty cool. uh, it's a great place for content to learn. Yep, well, and you know uh, people that are going through this journey. Uh, it's great to get your certifications. I think there's lessons to be learned along the way, uh, but it's just like some of the things that Elon Musk has talked about. Uh, I love to listen to him these days because uh, he's in the news all the time, but uh, you don't have to have a college education uh, to do the job. You don't have to have a certification to do the job. You just need to, to focus and do the job and learn. Uh, and those other things are, or uh, just a little icing on the cake if you can do that because the uh, 
the uh, the classroom, the the lessons and the interaction with your your peers are are very valuable. Absolutely, Ray. Um, it was it was uh, an absolute pleasure to be with you today, and uh, it was great to hear your story. And uh, you know, uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate not only your friendship but what you've done for the TDC and in bigger picture wise, what you've done uh, as a leader in economic development for so many years for, uh, for the state of Texas. And uh, we're lucky um, to have you or have had you involved with our, all of, with our organization all of these many years. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we hope you continue to do that. Hey, thank you, Carlton. It's been a pleasure. And, you know, I was around for the 50th. Maybe I'll be around for the 75th. I look forward to that next celebration. Hey, let's uh, let's you and I make a pact that uh, that we are <laughs> around for 75. How about that? That's perfect. But I'm not going to do what you and Rusty did to, to get uh, membership into pack. I'm not going to swallow a goldfish, but I'll uh, I'll, you know, maybe have a Jack and Coke with you. How about that? Jack and Coke and a couple of goldfish. Sounds like a, a heck of a happy hour. That's right. Great. Thanks again. Um, see you on down the road, my friend. Hey, thank you.